Hello, friends. Welcome to Originality Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Dalton, and joining me today, as always, is our show's awesome producer, Amanda Foster. Hey. Today, we are continuing our series, Speaking of the Enneagram, how to communicate about the Enneagram without hurting people, but rather encouraging and uplifting one another. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about what to do when you don't know your type. Or if you have a friend that doesn't know their type, maybe this would be the perfect episode to share with them as they begin their journey of figuring out their Enneagram type. We are making these episodes as concise and to the point as we can so you can figure out your type and learn how to grow without having to read a whole book first or listen to an hour-long podcast. So without further ado, let's get started. So here are some do's and don'ts to learn your type. Do learn about all of the types. Don't get caught on one description or descriptor that doesn't fit you. If like 80% of the Enneagram description you're reading it it really resonates and there's like just a few descriptions that don't stick continue to learn about all the types and and narrow down like yeah these two or three are definitely more likely don't feel like you have to just pick one immediately take your time to learn about the types you can go back and listen to the beginning of originality podcast we did a whole series to start out this podcast on each type and we did a part one and a part two for each Enneagram type and part one is about a 15 minute episode that outlines here are four characteristics of each of this Enneagram type that every variation is going to relate to and in the second episode we talk about how each type can grow and we make it really specific and accessible to people um, as they're learning their type. And it's a great resource for you or your friends to go back and refer to when figuring out your Enneagram type. Do take a test to narrow down which types are most likely. I want to say something about the last yeah, go ahead. thing too. Um, I feel like it's totally true what, when you're saying not to get hung up on if a description of a type, if there's just like a little bit that you don't relate with. Because I feel like I've never read a description of the three where every single thing about that was something that I related to. Like there are just some things that I'm like, "Mm, that's not me at all. But I still feel like three is my type, but you know, it's not there's not going to be a perfect description, to be honest, of you in an Enneagram type. I mean, maybe there's some people who it just hits right on the nose, but I feel like there's always some discrepancies. And that's just because, you know, you're a living, breathing thing. So. Yeah. And there's so many variations of each type as well. I mean, you yeah. have wings, you have the stress path, growth path numbers, and that's five numbers that each type is connected to. And I, I've i started to kind of begin to develop a theory that we show up at work as all five of those numbers that we have close access to. So if you're even thinking about like what you're like at work, well, it you may not look exactly like just one number at work. You may look like five. Um, you know, there's also subtypes and 
tri-types and there's all these variations of the Enneagram that we'll get into more and more as we continue on with this podcast and future series. But um, when when you get stuck on one description, it may be describing or descriptor. uh, It may be describing a variation of that Enneagram type that just is a different variation than yours. So do take a test to narrow down what types are most likely and don't decide on the test result without doing further research. So I see people do this all the time. They take a test and they're like, oh yeah, this is, I I took the test. This is my type because all, every other personality assessment you've ever taken you take a test and it tells you what your type is. And so it makes sense that you're like, oh, this is a personality thing. I'm going to take the test and it's going to tell me what it is and I'm going to learn all about it. But the Enneagram, a lot of times is the tests aren't accurate because it's it's based. So the Enneagram is talking about subconscious motivations, um, things that you're not aware of, what your blind spots are. And the test result will only be as accurate as your own self-awareness of your blind spots, which. That's why they're called blind spots. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of the point. They're there. So, yeah, I feel like when I took a test, I took it twice and I got three different results. My results, I remember they were eight, nine and three. I thought it was really interesting that it typed me as a nine because I think threes go to nine in stress and I feel like I was like in a very stressful, not healthy season when I took the test. So then it just all the nine of me (laughs) came out in my question answering. Um, But I was like, man, I'm not a nine though. Um, so, yeah, I think that was interesting. Yeah, I the first time I took the an Enneagram test, I tested as a three. And I'm definitely not a three. Um, <laughs> um, but it, it, it kind of makes sense because I'm very ambitious. I'm such a dreamer. And sevens can look like threes um, in that way. Um, and at that point in time, I was in a job where um, it required more of me making quick decisions and thinking strategically and just getting stuff done. Um, And maybe, and I was still in school and very aspirational and achievement oriented and just things that probably would show up more in a three. But some of that had to do with context and not my personality. And over time, I've been able to see more and more like, oh, that's why I react that way. And that's why, um, which the beautiful thing about learning about the Enneagram is when you learn about pieces of it, you, of, of your type, once you figure out what your type is, you may not see those things immediately. And then as time goes on, you begin to pay closer attention to your behavior and be like, oh, do I do that? And then you catch yourself doing it. <laughs> so it, it brings awareness to something because that you didn't even know to think about or to be aware of. And and that's really cool. And that's really fun too. So it may even just be learning about the different types and then observing your behavior over time. Yeah. And that's probably how you're going to get the best accurate 
is by being aware of what they are and then just kind of like watching yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So our third do and don't, uh, do listen to podcast interviews and don't read quippy, fun Instagram posts. Now, I do both of these things. I create both of these things. I create both podcasts. I don't do interviews yet. That's in the future at some point. But I do have a podcast on the Enneagram, but I listen. uh, When I was first learning about the Enneagram, Typology Podcast was just getting started, and I listened to a lot of interviews that he did with people of different types and he did panels uh, for people of the same type and that was really helpful to be able to take these abstract personality descriptions and put real life situations to Mm -hmm. them for some people they're just not going to be able to relate to it without hearing a person's own experience and being able to relate to that so do listen like find podcasts and interviews that people have done and there's several really great uh podcasts out there and i'll probably go ahead and create a guide on instagram to go along with this episode of podcast with great interviews um for each enneagram type that you could listen to Please do go and listen to those to learn about the Enneagram. Please don't go and read through all the short little fun descriptions on Instagram to try and figure out your Enneagram type. I create those. Those are fun. Everybody has fun with those. I try to do them in a way that's still honoring of people and not putting people down. (laughs) Um, But uh, we can have fun with our personality. That's great. But it's not. The, the Enneagram is too complex to fit on an Instagram post. It just is. Yeah. Those are like caricatures of the types. And they're not they're not really necessarily true either. Like for but I mean like they're more generally true. Like some of them yes. are just funny because they're relatable. But yeah, it's not it's definitely not a way to like be like, oh well this says that I sleep in because I'm uh I don't know that was a really bad example no 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 no. yeah (laughs) like like maybe because you're a nine you sleep a lot or something you know like like, yeah some stupid stereotype really is what they yeah are like we should like look up (laughs) the silly quippy Instagram post yeah yeah I was looking at one one. the other day Um, that was like what each Enneagram type brings to the beach and like, that's really fun. But I've talked to friends who are eights that are like, uh, every Instagram post I see is just like power, like, I don't even know. Uh, but like, it just <laughs> like Starbucks and weird, ear, earbuds yeah. and, you know, just like not fun. And nobody wants to be like, everybody Did wants to have Starbucks? the fun things. Yeah. For the type eight. I don't know. <laughs> There's there's an Enneagram, there's a page, there's a page, and every time they do drawings for the Type Eight, there's like a Starbucks drink on the drawing. I don't understand the Starbucks. (laughs) Why would an Enneagram Eight specifically? Because they're they're just on the go, and they need their caffeine, and they need the convenience, and and that's like the worst stereotype ever. Uh, I feel like that's gonna be anyone. That could be a three. I know. Who is or a seven that just likes fun just, drinks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, or a seven who wants their caffeine too. <laughs> yeah. Like, Let everyone have their caffeine. A seven that doesn't sleep well and has adrenal fatigue and 
needs to continue. Okay, sorry. I'm going yeah. down a path. Um now I'm like I'm like looking up things. But like I've had conversations with people who are torn between two different types and made like a pivotal decision of like, oh, I don't think I'm this type because I saw this thing on this Instagram post that said that this type does this and I don't do that. And <laughs> and like Instagram is just not the place to figure out what your type is. Yeah. It's a place to have fun. It's it's all about the fun. That's why I am creating all the fun things just for Friday and I'm calling it just for fun Friday to make it clear. Don't take this seriously. Okay. Well, moving on. <laughs> Do talk to an expert or an Enneagram coach. Don't let your friend that doesn't know much about the Enneagram try and tell you who you are. And people who have just learned about the Enneagram, who don't know that much about it, who've just figured out their type and really relate to it, they can be so enthusiastic about it, so excited about it. And they want to be like, oh, 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 I think you're a this. And and think that they already know about all the types when they yeah. ha- just haven't. There's so much complexity to the Enneagram, yeah. so many layers, so many variations. And so not being able to take all of that into an account, they could try and box you in. And it's really your choice to let somebody do that to you. You, you can choose to not be offended. To be like, oh, well, I'm glad you're excited about that, but I still don't know what my type is. I'm still figuring that out. And so being intuitive enough to realize, oh, you just learned about this. Maybe you're not the person to try and help me figure out my type. And to be able to discern that and to find somebody to help you process it, that can really help you ask very intentional questions and go a little bit deeper and that you feel safe to open up with about some of the harder things, about the childhood wounds, about the um, the core motivations. And that's if you really feel like you need to process it with a person. Because you may feel comfortable in doing the research on your own, and it may be really apparent. But I've known people who have intentionally learned about the Enneagram for years and not known what their type is. And it's taken time to figure it out. And it can be really helpful to meet with an Enneagram coach, hello, um, <laughs> who can help you figure out what your type is and ask you questions in a safe way and an honoring way and a way that is encouraging and calls out the best in you rather than letting a friend kind of put you in a box. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think I think lots of people can just read about the Enneagram and figure it out on your own. It can be helpful to have conversations and see things about numbers that you don't necessarily, people might just point out things that you didn't see. Like the other day, I was talking with someone who thought they were uh, seven and um, we left that conversation thinking that they were a three because... I explained what a seven was, and we'll talk about this, I guess, in the next episode, too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they might just point out something that you don't know. But I think that a lot of it can just be done reading about it and just feeling. But also, like, I think there's also something cool about just not trying to rush it. And I feel like this is such a dramatic way of talking about it. No, no. But, like, you don't have to rush finding out your type. And I think just kind of, like, learning, learning about it chewing on it. I'm the kind of person that I just like to 
chew on things and see like really wait and see how I feel about things but yeah I think it's good to wait and because it's good enough to wait for but you don't have to like rush into it and then like figure out because I feel like if you rush because you can rush into it and think that you're one thing for like a whole year and then tell that to other people and then to be learning about it and communicating about it and there's the Lord has gifts for you in the process of waiting on like being sure because like there's this beautiful thing that happens when people learn their Enneagram type where they're it's like a light bulb goes off And they read these things and they're like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is, this is how I've, this is how I've showed up on autopilot my whole life. Yeah. And it's really cool to see that moment in people. It's so cool. I've like, and again, I feel like it sounds so dramatic, but, but it really is cool. And, um, yeah, I think that's what I was trying to say. You said it well that yeah you can rush into it and then you start learning about that number and like identifying with it and which again we say like you know it's not your identity but you just like your world kind of gets flipped if you ever have to go through that yeah and be like like, oh no that's not my type and I've I've been witness to several people that for a long time they thought they were one type only to realize like oh I'm a different type and, and that's, yeah. like, a whole other process Which of, like... Which is, like, it's not the end of the world. It's, it's really, really not. not the end, like, the, the Enneagram is not your identity. You don't. Exactly. If, if you are building things around, like, if you thought to yourself, like, oh, if I'm a different number, would that actually, like, hurt me? <laughs> then you might be putting it on a pedestal a little bit. But, yeah, it's just, don't feel like it's the end-all be-all. Don't try to rush into it is is my thing Mm -hmm. i feel like that's no i think that's wisdom i love that okay well that's it for today tune in next week as we continue this series on speaking of the enneagram next week we're going to be talking about how to respond to someone when you think they've mistyped i'm so grateful for those of you who've been listening and sharing the podcast take a minute and think of someone in your life who you think could benefit from this episode and send them the episode. Also, if you loved this episode or if you learned something new today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. Makes a huge difference in people being able to find the podcast when they search Enneagram podcast in any app. Be sure to leave a review on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram at Just Loves Personality and at Originality Podcast. And make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I'd like to close out our time together with a quote from C.S. Lewis. No man who bothers about originality will ever be original. Whereas if you simply try to tell the truth, you will become original without ever having noticed it. Until next time.